Hey there, everyone. This is Dave Dubow with another episode of the Property Profits Real Estate Podcast. Today, it is my great pleasure to be interviewing a new friend, relatively new friend, Travis McConaughey from small town Saskatchewan. So, Travis, I'm in Kamloops, BC. Where are you calling in from today? Well, good morning, Dave. I'm actually from Milford, Saskatchewan. So, we're an hour and a half northeast of Saskatoon, and it's Perfect. a primarily agriculture area. So, quite a bit different country than where you're from. Well, originally from, I'm from Taylor Flats, British Columbia, so population 600 at that time. So I don't know how different it is, actually. A little bit different than Kamloops, though, that's for sure. So Travis, really, really pleased to have you on the call. And folks, you're in for a treat here because Travis is doing exceptionally well in real estate with a very different twist on things. So Travis comes from an agricultural background, very successful farmer. Then he got into real estate investing and built up a very substantial real estate portfolio, doing creative things like moving houses and reallocating assets and, and focusing, what, what I really wanna dial in is, Travis focuses on quite small towns. That's, if, if I understand correctly, Travis, that's, that's where the bulk of your real estate holdings are, are in small town Saskatchewan, is that right? Yeah, absolutely. I, I started investing in Milford, Saskatchewan, and it's actually where our farm is. And at the time, it worked very well. And as I started growing, I invested sort of in the, the local area. So Melford, Tisdale, Nippon. I've diverged a little bit in other communities, but they're very similar. I'm finding right now in other places such as Saskatoon, the market has really been depressed. It's been overbuilt. Although Saskatoon's a great state, a great city with a diverse economy, it's just a challenging market right now. So haven't been investing there. Regina had felt much of the same pressure. So I can buy lot lower priced assets for, you know, much better price. Like I get a good price, get a good return. So for folks that aren't, aren't familiar with these towns, what are you looking at population wise? What are the populations? Like for example, Milford, what's, what's the population? Like? So the town I'm in is between six and six and a half thousand. The other towns, three and a half thousand and Nippon is four and a half. So they're, they're largely agriculture based mm -hmm. and they'd sort of be the hub for the Northeast um, in our province. So I call it stable boring. And it wouldn't be necessarily boring, but they're, they're just great. You don't have the ups and downs of Lloyd Minster's, of Estevan's. I, I love it for that reason. Okay, well, let's talk a little bit about that. So, well, first of all, back, let's back up a bit. So you started out, you were in agriculture, you were farming. What, what got you started investing in real estate? Well, as a farmer, my dad, my dad helped me get started in farming. So back to about 19 early 90s and it was a perfect time to be starting in farming so farming is real estate and so I was buying farmland so you know I started with one quarter kept buying farmland so I've always been in real estate as long as I've been an adult so it wasn't really divergent to start buying you know rental properties I knew new buildings I knew assets and I said okay I want to you know buy more real estate I finished university in 2000 looking for something to do bought a suited bungalow, made um, a double suited house into a triple and just kind of went from there. Nice. Nice. And what, so you, you've got single family homes with suites in them. I think you've got multifamily properties as well. You've got a, a variety of different things. You've done some cool things like moving houses onto, onto land. So tell us a little bit about what your main focus is real estate wise. So there's a few things. So you need, I bought single family homes and they sort of provide the bread and butter. Back in the day, you could buy small houses for 40 grand and you could keep picking them off every month, another little house. 
and they're really cheap. And those houses have become worth significantly more now. Then I started doing more suited houses and creating the suites. The strategy works good, but you're dealing with higher priced assets. Mm -hmm. Still costs the same to renovate here as it does in, you know, bigger cities. The end market isn't there though. The number three, then I started buying smaller apartment buildings. There's really no larger ones available. Well, what, what size are you looking at? What, how many units? With sort of fourplexes, bought a number of fours, then I bought a number of eights. As of late, I've been able to pick up some bigger ones, so a 12 and 18, mm. some sixes. So, you know, we are getting some bigger assets, but they don't really exist in the small towns. The biggest that you'll have is about a 12. So that, you know, I've, I've been doing that. Yeah. Okay. Very, very cool. So I was going to ask, so, I mean, you come from a small town, you're, that's, that's where you're raised. You, you, you got it in your blood. You understand it. A lot of people, you know, we get this real estate education says you got to be focusing on bigger markets with more diverse economies to kind of minimize risks. But as you pointed out, the price point's pretty high and you're not necessarily minimizing your risk. But on the other hand, like I'm from BC, so I'm familiar with some, some towns that when it's good, it's great. But when the one industry in town shuts down, it's a ghost town after that and it can just kill everything. So what are you looking for in the communities that you're buying properties in? How do you, how do you know that it's a good stable community? Well, I've lived here all my life, so I've sort of become the local expert on my town. And when I diverge to other towns, so 40 kilometers and 100 kilometers away, they're very, very similar. So I know what the local area is. I know that farming isn't going anywhere. We have a very stable egg industry. We have lots of high throughput grain terminals, manufacturing, and we're the hub for the area. So I'm looking for, you know, growing or stable towns. So you know, the town of Tisdale had $27 million of development, I believe, a couple of years ago. And we're dealing with a town of 3,500 people. So very, very, that's huge. Mm-hmm. Um, the manufacturing's been excellent. Being sort of that hub, I know it's not going anywhere. The people from the smaller, smaller towns are going into my town. And, and you know, the towns, the other towns I invest in. So I'm quite comfortable there. So, yeah, so when you say they're a hub, that's where everybody from the smaller, smaller areas, they come into do their banking, to do their grocery shopping, to do all that kind of stuff, correct? Yeah, absolutely. So it could be like a Stonebridge of Saskatoon. It's still a, a market in itself. But, you know, the cities right now are just, it's just a challenge. Many of them are overbuilt or many are resource driven. And I'm just not, I don't like the, that's the cyclical economy. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that makes a lot of sense. And like you say, it's steady, Eddie. It's kind of, what did you call it? Boring? Stable and boring. Stable and boring. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. That's, you know, that's one of the things that kind of appealed to me about Kamloops as well is because in our area, we've got Kelowna, which is kind of the sexy, sexy part, but it goes up and down. Kamloops is, is more of a steady eddy kind of a community. It doesn't have the, the quite the much, as, as much of peaks and valleys. So and when you find, so when you find the strategy that you're doing this, what I'm doing is just buying and holding these properties. They don't sell. Right. And the challenge is if I buy today and, you know, finish the house in three to six months, I know what the value is going to be. It's not going to fluctuate lots. I've had lots of, lots of friends in flipping markets. You could be say in Hamilton where the market went, you know, crazy high and then maybe it leveled off or in Winnipeg, a friend was sitting on seven houses and the market went flat and he made nothing. Yes. So, this is the challenge. I know that if I go from point A to point B, I know what point B is going to be, and I can pretty much be guaranteed it's going to be there. Right, and you're not looking to flip, right? You're looking to, you want to hold this sucker, you want to get the, 
the financing paid off and you've got a little cash machine. Yeah, and the, t the thing is if I buy a distressed asset and I buy it right and clean it up, I can generally finance out, you know, as, if the loan to value is 75%, I can get all my money out and I can recycle it. So I that's, keep when, that's when you're buying, for example, a single family home and putting a suite in it, or that's when you're buying a underperforming small multifamily? Yeah, sort of any asset. So whether I moved a house, whether I fixed up a distressed property or whether I added a suite, I'm always targeting, you got to create 25% and I'm generally now targeting 35. If you can't do that, I don't do it. Because if you conserve your capital, you can keep going. If you don't, you're done. That's right. the problem. Right. And unless you start working with other people's money. But it sounds like the you you like to like to work recycle your own money, which is Yeah, well primarily and, and I got you know a huge portfolio on my own. I do work significantly with other people and that's just a great way to, you know, massively expand your portfolio. But you know, starting out I was doing this strategy, now I'm doing it with other people's money. So we've got, you know, say a dozen joint ventures on the side just growing rapidly and most started one and they're at half a dozen houses already. Nice. It, it happens quick. Yeah, for sure. So Travis, I guess here, here's a question for you. Knowing what you know now, it sounds like you got off to a good start and you did a lot of things right. Would there be anything you'd do differently if you, if you restarted from scratch right now? Absolutely. So the, the biggest problem, I say, you know, it maybe took me a year to get the last hundred doors, but it took me 12 years to get 12 doors. So when I started, I didn't know what I didn't know. I didn't know where to go to get the resources. I didn't get help. 20, so I bought my first house in 2010. And it took me, liter, or sorry, in 2000, it took me until 2010 to actually take the first real estate course of any sort. So I took an entrepreneurship course, took another one that fall. And it was actually that education which propelled me ahead. So absolutely find somebody that knows what they're doing find some group that you can be aligned with and then find some people locally doing what you're doing if you can. Mm -hmm. Absolutely key. Cause if you don't, you just, you don't know what you don't know. Right. You, you got to, you got to find people that you can work with and then, you know, and then take action. Most people just, they sit in the sidelines and they're like, Oh, you know, when's the best time to buy? Well, it was yesterday. So just, just, just jump in, find somebody and, you know, take that leap of faith and, you know, Find somebody to help you if you don't know what you're doing. Exactly. So you got a you got a fun story about uh, that because you, you and I were speaking at Edna Keeps event uh, recently, and you had a fun story talking about moving a house, like like creating creating a revenue property almost out of thin air. Tell, tell us a little bit about that if you would. Yeah. So it, I mean, I've actually moved about forty buildings to date, which wow. is a bit crazy. Mm -hmm. And people say, oh, I can't find a house that works. Well, you know, nor can I, but I find them elsewhere. So I'll go on to, you know, say Kijiji or buy and sell or even, you know, MLS. And I'll find a distressed asset in the wrong place and I'll move it. So I've moved houses 900 kilometers from place A to place B. <laughs> Taking a house in Calgary, Alberta, moving it to my town. And if you buy them for 10 cents, 5 cents or for, get them for free, and you know what the end market is, you can do very, very well. So I know what the system is on the buy. I know where the, what the land is. I know what I can put on the land and I know the appraised value. So on the end, I'll be able to create, you know, I'll get my money out, but I'll also create a bunch of money. And that strategy I've used to create money to buy apartment buildings. Yeah. <laughs> so very, 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 very cool. So just give us an example of, because people are listening, get a house for a penny or a dollar. Who the hell is going to sell you their house for a penny or a dollar? So what kind of circumstances 
are you finding these distressed properties that you're going to pick up and move? Well, as an example, yesterday in Saskatoon, I was texting a person and the house literally is getting demolished. So why is it getting demolished? Well, it might be a 50 foot lot. They're going to do 225 side by side infill houses. So we bought that exact situation in Saskatoon last year. We paid 10 grand for a house, picked the house up, moved it into Nippon. And the house was 10, you know, I said it was 10 grand and it appraised at 135. So we do have to work, you know, work on the house once it's there. But if you buy the right product, you know what the costs are and you can do well. So how much is it, just for people that have never even heard of this, <laughs> you buy, you buy so, and that makes so much sense, right? Somebody's going to be demolishing this house. You're, it's actually a real big win-win because you're saving them a hell of a lot of money on knocking the thing down and hauling all the junk away. <laughs> they're, they're, you're paying them for it. But you have to, A, have a plot, you know, a, a lot to put it on, and B, move this thing from one town to another. What does that kind of look like? What is it, what, what are we looking at cost-wise? So there's so a types of assets. So you could deal with a single family house. You could, mm -hmm. de so that's one on regular, your typical floor joist. So maybe 24 by 40 bungalow. You could deal with a duplex. So they're a little bit wider. So Sask housing selling lots of duplexes. The number three is modular homes. They're, they're quick and simple and painless. So you can find the same dimension of modular house, like say a double wide, sort of like the new trailer, but they're built the current standards. Right. So my rule of thumb is for, on a 16 wide, it's $1,000 per 100K with a minimum of five. So you're going to be spending, you know, eight, $9,000 if you do a long move, but you could spend five grand if you do a short move. So that, that's cheap. On a typical house, you're usually between about 12 and 18,000. Um, lots of movers available and, you know, really quick and painless. Um, the end, end thing now is to put them on screw piles because it's so quick and so easy. So you treat the house actually like a modular home. Okay. You don't really need to go in and put an ICF basement or a full basement or any of that. It's just set it down, get it ready, skirt it and rent it. <laughs> yeah. Nice. And so what are you, what are you paying for the, the lots that you're putting these on? And because again, these are, you're putting them in small town, Saskatchewan. Yeah. Well, it's an interesting question. So I became my worst enemy in my town. I pretty much bought all the infill lots. You know, you buy 20 to 30 lots and they don't really exist anymore. Right. So in the other town, when I moved to Nippon, we're buying them for, interestingly, we started about 12 grand and then we went down to about five to six. And when we plant the house, we get five back. So they're free. Bought about five back to back for nothing. Nice. Nice. So, so very, very cheap. But if you get a thousand dollars rent on a house that you've bought for very little and land you've got for free and you fixed up, you know, it's pretty good return. That's a pretty the question I ask is, do you want to retire? Or do you want to invest in, you know, Edmonton and you, you got to do how many of these and you don't have cash flow and, you know, it's a really long game. This is, this can be a really short game if you do it right. Very good. A short, a short I guess, a short way to get to retirement. A shortcut. So if somebody <laughs> yeah, listens to this and goes, this sounds pretty cool, you know, because I know you're part of the, the real, estate, real estate investment group in Saskatoon. You're one of the directors of that. So you see a lot of people kind of getting started. Uh, what would you recommend to a city folk about getting educated about small town wherever, right? It doesn't need to be Saskatchewan. But if somebody says, that sounds like a good idea, what would be your first steps on scouting out a town? And then also, you know, what about things, logistics, like property management? Yeah, so what I found when I went into the town of Nippon, for example, I had no manager. So 
I bought an asset and it had a manager and the manager actually took over everything that I bought there. So generally some of the, if you're buying bigger assets, they generally have management. So that's strategy number one. But if you go to the economic development office or the town, they'll know people in small town, everybody seems to know everybody. So it hasn't been a problem at all finding good management. And we're actually paying probably half as much as we are in the city, like five, wow. 6% on management. That's amazing. So, yeah, I mean, the numbers on the management work, it's, you know, we, I pay $35 a door on, you know, on a property. So it's not a lot. So, so that's, it sounds like you own half the town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, be the king where you are. Exactly. You know, I heard a guy say the bright lights are the bright lights. Well, you know, if you want to invest in, you know, big city like Saskatoon, you're just one of how many, you know, thousand people or whatever doing this. Yeah. If I'm in my town, I'm one of a handful and I can be the king of the town. You know, the Minas Brewery built in Regina and they specifically built there because they know the town, they know the people and they can make an impact in a small town. Awesome. Awesome. So it's a little bit different. So, so and again, if you, were, if you were, let's say you were dropped in British Columbia and you wanted to focus on small town, but you're not, you don't have prior knowledge about stuff. What would you do for recon? What would you do for, you know, figure out, whether it's a decent town to invest in or not. I go and see, because I come from an agriculture background and I know a lot of the valleys in, in there are full of agricultural resources, I need diverse resources. So like a Fort St. John might be cyclical, so that might be tough, but I know they've got egg, I know they've got the dam, and I know they've got you know, some other things going on like oil. So maybe, maybe I'd find something that was diverse. If you're in the, maybe say Kelowna, I'd look at a town that's probably not too big, so you can buy at a decent price, but stable and growing. I think towns surrounding Kelowna, maybe a Vernon or Armstrong might be a good play right now, because if people can't afford Kelowna, they're gonna to go to the same type of environment, but at a cheaper price. Right. So I'd, I'd find a bunch of drivers that are resources. I'd also find you know where it's retirement friendly, because I know a lot of people move to BC for retirement. So there's sort of, two stable things going on there. Yeah, makes sense. Travis, we're running out of time, my friend. I know it's a fast interview and I really <laughs> appreciate your input and just kind of opening up our minds to the idea of big bucks and small towns, man, because that's, that's definitely what you're doing. So true. If people are interested in finding out more about you, I know you're kind of, you're kind of an anomaly because you're not, you don't have a big web presence. You don't, uh, you know, you're, you're, you speak at events and you're very well known in your local area. But if people from outside of Saskatchewan want to find out more about Travis, what should they do? Well, I say two things. You can go into Google. There's been a number of articles I've written. So that's number one. The number two is you can always reach out and phone me. So I'm you know, you can find me on Facebook. So that's number two. If you wanted to show up in Saskatchewan, show up at our event. So they're, so we call it regs. So from regs to riches. So real estate investors group of Saskatchewan show up and, you know, it's a free event. I know you've been out and. and Wonderful group you've got. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, not for profit. All we want to do is help people get to the next level. So come out, you know, and I, I align myself with lots of people. I go for coffee, I help them and, you know, show up and I'll show up and I'll help you. Like I, I absolutely have no problem. That's awesome. That's awesome. Travis. Thank you very much, my friend. Appreciate the interview. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, thank you, Dave. And, you know, keep up your continued success and keep up the coaching. I, I absolutely love what you're doing as well. So yeah. You know, I want to leave everybody, if you're, if you're wanting to get in, just, you know, take action, align yourself with the right people, and, and you can make amazing things happen. Very so, well said. 
Very well said. Travis, thank you very much. Everybody, thanks for tuning in. Awesome. Thank you. Well, thanks very much for checking out the Property Profits podcast. If you like what we're doing here, please head on over to iTunes, subscribe, rate us, and leave us a review. We very, very much appreciate it. And if you're looking to create a regular flow of inbound investor inquiries about your real estate deals, then I invite you to attend one of my upcoming live online demonstrations. And you can check that out at InvestorAttractionDemo.com. Take care.